Hi there everyone, here we are with another episode of Via Tute, our character education podcast. This is a brilliant one to see us out for the end of term. We speak to Izzy Whitley. Izzy is an old boy. Izzy is the owner, director of a company called Auckland Labour Hire. He has close to 100 people working for him at the moment, which in itself for a 24 year old is no mean feat at all. When you put that against his backstory, which is what we're going to hear from today, around mental health, his own physical health, his family, moving to Auckland, etc. It all adds up to a story that covers the full range of human emotion. He's an inspirational man. Any chance I get to speak with Izzy, I'll always take it. And I really feel you'll learn a lot from this one. So here we go. This is episode five now, Via Tute with Izzy Whitley. Enjoy. Right, Izzy, absolutely brilliant that we're back together. You're back in your old school for a first time in a wee while, but it's it's great that you're here, and um, we're really thankful that you've come in and you've given up your time. So, um, yeah, that's how we'd like to start with a thank you, and I think by the end of this we'll be thanking you a little bit more. So, yeah, great to see you. How's things? Yeah, good. Uh, firstly, it's always always good to be back here. I feel feels like it's always my pleasure being back at Westlake. So, I think I'm the happy one and, and the thankful one. So. Brilliant, love that. Um, so really. In the last couple of episodes, where we've we've said to people, right, let's start at the beginning. What school was like for you, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. We really like celebrating people's success here, and it, it's really um, fantastic when we can do that. So rather than starting at the beginning, can we start in the here and now, and you just let people know what you're up to, what business is like at the moment, what you're doing, and we go from there. Yeah, I think um, I can give you a brief rundown on, on what now looks like in in the prior six months. Yep. Um, so. Um, yep, running Auckland Labour High, we've had a pretty interesting last six months. Um, we're coming into the end of our financial year ending. Um, this has been our first year with investment on board, so um, making sure that our books all, all look good is always a pretty stressful <laughs> yeah, time. And yeah. um, we've just come to realise that we've had 129% growth in revenue well, since yeah. our last financial yeah. year. Um, making sure we're we're really growing our internal and on-site environment has been uh, probably our biggest priority in the last six months. So making sure that everyone coming into the office yep. is aware of how I operated initially to make sure that we can kind of maintain that standard. Um, yep. And yes, yeah, so I think today we have um, 97 people out working. Yep. I think when we last touched base at the graduation dinner, I think we would have had maybe 70. So... We're moving in the right direction, yeah, and brilliant. that's the main thing. So yeah, that that's the now, um, and that's kind of what we've been doing. We've just been trying to consistently grow at yeah. a rate which is sustainable, um, yeah. and yeah, make sure we're, we're we're making the small wins to make the big ones yeah. later on down yeah. the track. And I think it was about two thousand and fifteen. You left here, was that about two thousand fourteen? Uh, um, no, that would have been a bit before two thousand twelve. Two thousand twelve. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Time time flies. Um, so two thousand and twelve, you left as an eighteen year old, yeah. and now. You know, we're, you're responsible in running a major or significantly large company. That's not common for a, for a twenty mid someone in their mid twenties. Yeah, twenty four going on twenty five. Twenty five, twenty four. So, can you share a little bit of the journey of that going from school leaver to head of a company, a big company, entrepreneurship? I presume was a part of it and. Was it an idea? Did you know how did it all come about? Yeah, it's um, you know, it's a question that I still don't really know the answer to. Um, when I do, I'll be sure to let you know. Thank you. Um, yeah. 
But it actually started for me, I guess, my whole journey outside of school and after school started at Miss Renton's office, actually, okay. yep. um, down in the careers um, path. I really wanted to go to university, but didn't actually end up getting the NCA um, certs to get me there. Yep. So um, I looked around at what my options were, and, and one of my friends actually did um, concreting. Um, so I thought, oh, I'll just give him a call and see if there's something I can do. Yeah. So I ended up going to work and doing concreting for a little bit, and um, my old boss, is, his name was Brandon, his brother Corey, um, Corey Ellis, um, he had a building company, so I went and, went and got poached from him, from yep. his brother, yep. and then started off there, and, and didn't really look back to my yep. building apprenticeship for a couple of years. Um, and then, as I played football, the re- my major reason why I came to Westlake initially, gave football a go. Yep hung the tool belt up and, and started going to uni just after 20. Um, and then, yeah, whilst, whilst I was at uni, I was, I, I'd stopped building, obviously, and mm. really tried to give football a go and, mm-hmm. and make National League. That was yep. the, the yep. goal. And then got there. and um, But in between there, just as, as I was finishing up the building, I, I, that's when I lost Dad to suicide. So that was a big, big, big point. Um, really pivotal moment for me. Um to head into university and into a new new ocean, which I hadn't even yep. looked at before. Yep. And then um, a little bit into uni, a yep. year and a half, two years into uni, I, that's when I had my heart, um, heart issue pop up. Yep. So football had to stop there. And and yeah, I think I'd just look back to when I was doing building yep. and I knew the boss was making a couple bucks to make yep. an hour yep. of me. And I thought, hey, I might try and do that yep. and, and, yep. and see wh- where it goes. And yep. Yeah, I didn't really look back, so I made the decision in the hospital bed once I'd found out about the heart condition. And uh, yeah, I thought if I can, if I can work as hard as I know I can, then then something could come of it. And mm. yeah, I think I'm incredibly blessed to have had the support around me from my family and 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 friends, and and also the support like almost got a little Auckland family up here. Yeah, so yeah, um, right. I feel like I've been really lucky to have yeah. the best yeah. of both. Worlds. And we'll we'll probably touch on those connections and some of the other things you've alluded to. I mean, we certainly will in a, in a little while. But just in terms of entrepreneurship, um, you know, there was a time you were probably sat in a classroom and you've, you know, you've open about qualifications and things like that, maybe a little bit engaged in some things, disengaged in others, yet there was always a, I'm presuming there was always a bit of a spark, there was always a bit of a, um, something about you that said, hey, I can, I can do something a little bit more, you know, what would you put that down to? Um, probably just touching based on that first question, on the first part of that question, the entrepreneurship word is still something I find tough to relate myself right. to, really. Okay. Yep. Um, I, when I think of an entrepreneur, I've got a couple of really close friends who are doing incredibly well under that title. Yeah. Um, they've got really creative minds and yep. things like yep. that and all these great ideas where I, I think I'm pretty one-dimensional. With right. my, okay. with my, yeah. Yeah. You only so, need one good idea, it's, yeah. paid off. You know, it's paying off, so good. Um, yeah, I know. so firstly, I think the entrepreneurship, I think I'm probably a little bit off that. Right, I don't okay. think I'm, I'm your stock standard yep. one anyway. Um, I'm probably just a one-dimensional grafter. Really. Right, okay. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, Nothing I, wrong with that. I, I didn't know what was in store for me. I didn't really have a belief that there was something in, in yep. store for me. Um, I'll be honest, I, I was probably always quite money-focused. Right, okay. Um, being that I, I grew up with none of it, yep. and so did my family. Oh well, yeah, I just had a goal. To have be on a hundred thousand dollars salary a year by yep. the time I was thirty, yep. and 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 have a deposit on a home and yep. and joining in the, the mortgage race. Yeah, yeah. That was probably my only belief that I had, and I, I knew I'd be able to get there. So yep. that would probably be my only yep. 
and the tunnel vision. Right, okay. Good, and I suppose the what will hopefully come across when you listen to this is that level of humility that you you know the way you see yourself mm. is maybe slightly different to how others see you, but I think it's completely yeah. <laughs> it's fair to say that you may be downplaying a little bit, but it has been a success, and it, and it is great to see someone go from our school to grow something locally and then regionally, and now branching out nationally. Um, I think that's such a special thing and, and with the way that you've gone about it as well with you know humility at its heart I think is is absolutely commendable so it's it's a great story for others who maybe sat listening to this now who were in year 13 or year 12 going what am I going to do I don't know what my future's going to look like but when hard work is your mm. kind of go-to and yeah. the standard bearer of, of everything you, you, you want to achieve then I think you can't go wrong sometimes yeah I think um, you know like we spoke on before we we started getting this podcast underway we said um, you know I was was sitting in the the assembly hall one stage I remember a surgeon came and spoke at one of the assemblies in the Lamborghini and I was like oh (laughs) you know that's kind of what you want but like I said there there was no kind of vision but I think um, yeah it's it's great to kind of hear the the compliments and things I always appreciate them and I do um but when people talk about success, it's hard to accept it in a minute because yeah. we know what our vision looks like, right? And yeah. I think we're probably just having a little, little bit of our entree at the yeah. moment. Yeah. So, but it, you know, it's important to take the little wins and, yeah. and things yeah. like that. And I always do. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. but yeah, just touching base on on what you did said about Westlake, um, just while it's on my mind, if we don't go back to it, it was really um, important for me. Some of the values I took from here, despite not actually achieving at school. Mm. Um, and you know you could put me behind a wall and ask any of my family back at home or closest friends and, and my biggest most pivotal moment in my life was coming here okay. um, some of the really values nice hear, some yeah. of the values and, and some of the the habits that I got um, mm. taught um, were just phenomenal yeah. um, and so influential to where I am today that's why I think being a, an old boy at you, you know, I feel like it's generally always my privilege yeah, to come yeah. back. And Thank, you. So, Thank you. Um, and you know that comes from the little thing being at the football team, right? I, I instantly came from Gisborne with no discipline, yep. being having to be at training at six yep. forty-five in the morning, run my lungs out, and then go back to school. And and uh, quite often I wasn't allowed to go home until I'd done my homework and stuff like that. And, and getting those habits and things and holding yourself accountable. Mm-hmm. Um, I still do that day in day out. Yeah. So yeah. Um, yeah, I think it's those things. You don't don't necessarily need to be an academic, yeah. but provide you've got the right habits and and, yeah. and the right structures. Yeah. Which I learned at Westlake, then you're you're ahead of the pack. Yeah. So. And it's it's great to hear that we've in a mm. small way or you know we've had a bit of an impact, which is fantastic. And we look forward to seeing things grow for you as we go. Um, that probably kind of. It's given people enough food for thought in that side of things. Can we just, we, we will go back a little bit now. Mm-hmm. We I suppose we can touch on it. You came here relatively late compared to most of the other boys, obviously spending a lot of time in Gisborne yep. um, and growing up there. Can you let us know some of the the drivers to coming up here? What what made that happen for you? Um, and then maybe get into some of the the challenges as well that, that yeah. brought with it. Um, that would be really good to hear, I think. Um, the, the biggest driving factor for me um, was football yep. I knew if I wanted to get a Gisborne the only way was through swinging my left peg and kicking a ball yep. so yep. that's the only thing I had different from my peers or what I thought at the time so yep. um, I looked around and got in touch with a 
pro, uh, you know, old connection, um, Danny Robinson yep. actually, um, and he put me in touch with um, Kevin Fallon and Neil Sykes, and ended up coming and having a look at Westlake and and for me Westlake was the not so appealing option initially, but for my dad that was because I think he saw what the school yep. was about. Yep. Yep. Um, so yeah, and I think. Um, so yeah, it just came from a couple of loose emails regarding football, and then I yep. got the option to come up for a trial. And and for me, things at home were pretty rough. Right, um, okay. As I touched base, we lo- I lost dad to mental health about you know just about four years ago now. Yep. So um, things were starting to get a bit rough, and mm. I knew that I needed to get out of yep. there, or I was going to be get on the on the wrong end of a tantrum or something yep. <laughs> at some yep. stage. So um, that was a driving force along with football, and wanting yep. to see where I could get with football. Yep. Um, yep. So that was kind of my my uh, motive to come up here and. Um, the deciding factor for actually my dad um, to to come here was um, I came up and I had uh, just had been to a football tournament actually and I had a shaved head and I had a little bit more length than on the top so I had a bit of a mullet <laughs> and Mr Jackson before we went anywhere outside this head office he said if you're to come to the school that hair's got to change instantly yeah. and I was like and I remember just looking at my dad he was like that's the discipline you need or else you're going to go up to this you know? <laughs> so I was like, oh, well, I didn't think that at the yeah, time, but yeah. looking back at it, yeah, it's those yeah. little things. So that, that's how that's yeah. how Westlake came about and coming yeah. here. So yeah, great. So and you've touched on your dad, you know, a couple of times, and I know it's an issue really close to your your heart and your family. Um, can we can we just talk a little bit about that? You know, your relationship with your dad. You know what happened, and then some of the things that have happened since then. Yeah. Um, that you've got involved with and, yeah. and things, um, just an insight on that really, I think would be really pivotal to a lot of people. Yeah, I think I think the something that I definitely would like to be heard is that um, first and foremost, I had no idea my dad was um, dealing with mental health. So, um, I think stop all conversation and say you just don't know yeah. who's struggling around you. So don't yeah. be scared to ask the questions, which mm-hmm. you might think you don't need yeah. to. Yeah. I had no idea. I knew that I was dealing with a couple. I was dealing with a moody middle-aged bloke, um, but I would have classified my dad as my best friend, and I think our relationship really um, grew when I left and came to Westlake and, and probably grew up, and I think it made our relationship a lot better, and he probably saw me fulfilling a bit of potential that I couldn't have in Gisborne, so that probably made him feel a bit better about yep. it and me a bit yep. better about it. Um, and, yeah, so, I, you know, I, I had no idea um, what what was going on when I actually found out that my dad had passed away I I had no idea not for one second that it split across my mind that it, that it was actually suicide so um, today I'm involved um, with an organisation called Voices of Hope they're okay. a phenomenal organisation really trying to prevent yep. um, mental health throughout New Zealand That the two girls who are at the helm of that uh, have dealt with mental health on their own yep. accord and, and, are, and are really focused on yeah. from there so that's what I'm involved with if I get yeah. a chance to talk about it I'm always really happy to talk Good. about it yeah thank you I think a cool thing not so much a cool thing but something which I can be a bit different is I've personally not realistically dealt with any form of condition um I've been affected by it indirectly yes, where yeah. I've been yeah, able course, to give yeah, um I've been able to give a bit more of a different approach as to what the likes of voices of hope can because yeah. I've been consumed by it where I've kind of seen the effects it can do to me and, and the family and, yeah. and how we can kind of come back from that yeah. and I was really I consider myself really blessed to have the, the support crew to help me yeah. out with that so yeah, yeah so yeah, yeah. And, and maybe for anyone listening now who thinks you know there could be someone in their family which is you know or who've 
maybe got an issue or you know they've seen a change in a few things is there any advice you could give to them of you know where things they could do or how they could get some help or support around people to to kind of deal with this as effectively as possible yeah you definitely want to be in a position where you want to be proactive opposed to looking in a place like myself thinking oh well actually i, I should have picked up on that mm-hmm. um i think the first thing you know in my experience looking back at it, things when when my dad became a bit distant yeah. it actually the right was realistically on the wall and yeah. honestly um but you can't hold yourself to blame for that in terms of getting help, it's it's hard, right? Because a lot of people take it on themselves to, to make people better mentally. Yeah, yeah. Um, but we can't unless we're a trained professional. Yes, so yeah. have a talk to the right people who are surrounding the person of potential yeah. um, you know, illness, mental illness and just get around them and say, yeah. look, why don't we go and do this together? Yeah. Why don't we do this as a team? Um, making as many people aware as, as possible yeah. that someone's struggling uh, in the nicest way yeah, and yeah, most supportive way possible yeah. would, would be my, my best bit of advice. Yeah. Um, and and be there, but don't try and be the counsellor or psychologist because you're not, if yeah. you're not a trained one. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that would be my advice yeah. on that. And I, I just think that's really powerful from you to say, you know, it's okay for people to put their hand up and say, hey, I, I can't solve this for you, yeah. but let's work together. And that kind of coordinated approach, I think, is is a really powerful and it grows a relationship but it shows people that yeah. you care and, uh, and and if you do start to take responsibility for being able to help people through those things right um that can become a compounding mm. effect on on you or whoever's actually taking it on the chin to say all right well i'm going to solve my friend's mental illness yeah. when you're just going to it can become unfortunately suicide definitely in new zealand can almost become a domino effect from, yeah. from that exact kind of um, outcome from yeah. people thinking that they can help, but yeah, yeah it's um, yeah, don't, don't you don't need to be the hero in those situations. Yeah, yeah. and and the power heroes out there trained. Heroes. Yeah, true, true. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, the power that you speak with and the passion that you've got, I think, is testament to your character that you're not shying away from this. Mm. You know, it's not you know hidden yeah. away in a, in a cupboard, and we'll never talk about the fact that you've opened up about this. And yeah. hopefully, other people. Well, I know they have from from you speaking at other events and things yeah. have really. Have, have taken a lot on board from that so thank you I think it's really um, very powerful and very sensitive and is doing something for people dispelling a few myths around you know masculinity and being a man and yeah. you know all those kind of things I think to demystify some of that and the destigmatize it the way you have with some of the organizations you've worked with is absolutely fantastic so thanks really appreciate it you know highlight that highly enough so that was that was exceptionally significant and then if we could you touched on something straight away straight away as well about your heart condition so football was going really well and i know it was we were kind of you know i'd watched you play and you'd been around um national league and stuff and then Things happened there as well. Could yeah. you just shed a bit of light on why you're maybe not playing football at the level that you, you maybe were a while yeah. ago? Um, so I'm not playing football whatsoever, actually. Right, okay. Um, so, yeah, I think it was a uh, it was a away game to uh, Hamilton Wanderers, actually, for Forest Hill. Then I went to do my old shoelace and felt, felt a bit of a sharp pain in what I thought was the lungs. And then um that game started to get really pear-shaped really quickly yeah. in the last 10 minutes i actually put my hand up to come off yep but we'd use all of our subs so um 
I said to Boynesy, I said to the gaffer, I said, mate, I've got to come off. And yeah. he was like, no, no, we've got no subs. I was like, yeah. oh. Yeah. <laughs> so, so what can you do? So I played on and then um, that was it. As a disclosure, that was nothing to do with him. Like, yeah. <laughs> okay. We didn't know anything. Yeah. Um, and so on the way home, um, I got the same same feeling. Yeah. Um, and then if I thought back, actually, for the last, the, you know, the previous eight weeks, mm. I hadn't felt okay and... I had felt every probably on a ga- the last eight games, I'd felt more knackered five minutes prior to the one right, okay. earlier. Yeah. So, um, and in the last game, like I'm just talking about, it was half time. Mm. Five minutes before half time, yeah, yeah, I got yeah, in the sheds yeah. and I was like, oh, I can't. Yeah. Uh, I never was something to drink before games or anything like that. So mm. there was nothing yeah, like yeah, that. There was right. no poor dietary. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Um, impact or anything so yeah so, so that was a heart concern so I found out about that a couple of days after that game actually um, went in to get um, my asthma checked because right. I thought all the sharp pain and this uh, fatigue okay. was coming from my asthma yeah. and they said no nah, your lungs are good as gold I said alright well you have a good day and they yeah. said oh, actually no That's, I said sorry they said we just want to run an echocardiogram um, to check your heart out and I looked at them and I was like mate Oh, my heart's as good as gold. Yep. I'm running yep. all day. Yep. <laughs> yep. Young man playing football, yeah. fit. Yep. You know, I like to think of myself as a left wing back, so I was up and down, and, and yeah, they plugged me up and and ran the tests, and I've never seen a nurse lose composure like she did um, in, in that room. And and I remember my friend at the time um, who helped me go into the doctors, I went and said, oh, look, I've just had a heart attack. And my mate was like, it's alright like, don't worry about it yeah. trying to be yeah. brave yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. this isn't alright it's right. not alright no, no, no. <laughs> so I got told to go into the to the next room and actually tell my mum that yeah. I'd had heart attacks and then I was being rushed to hospital wow. so um, you know it was a big big 12 hours yeah. and then straight into hospital not knowing what was going on I didn't know if I'd had heart attacks I didn't know we literally just had no idea we yeah. just knew that the readings were really really right, wrong okay. on yeah. my heart yeah. um, and because I was quite fit yeah. Um, my heart was swollen and functioning in a, at a high level which causes swelling right, in okay. itself sometimes yeah. so we didn't know if it was athlete's heart or a cut, form of cardiomyopathy yeah. because I'd lost my dad um, with suicide you don't get your um, I forget the word you don't get the autopsy kind right, of okay. reports yeah. um, back so we couldn't right, try okay. and trace if it was genetic genetic yeah um, and then, yeah, so it wasn't actually till six months after I got right. diagnosed with hypertrophic cardiomyopathy. Well, right. Um, we went through the detraining pro- process of six months to see if my heart would unswell. Right, okay. And then if I could play again. But yep. there, it only um, it reduced in size a small amount, and that, that wasn't enough to, to signify that it was yep. only athlete's yep. heart. Yep. And then we found out that a couple of the valves and things weren't, weren't right, functioning okay. properly. Yep. So, yep. Yeah, so, so that was the process with the heart. Yep. That happened at, at 21, so hung the boots up at 21. Yep. And, and I think it was probably a really moving moment for me. I'll never forget um, my brother and my mum walked in to the hospital and I was sitting there with in the bed. And we'd obviously just lost dad a year and a half before and I thought, yep. even if I can play, I don't want yep. him to yeah. be in this situation okay. again. So yep. for me to play again was, yep. even if I could, I with a small amount of risk was incredibly yeah. selfish yeah. and I just knew they had to shut the door for yeah. and, and, and yeah. go again so yeah. and obviously there's the, there's the initial reaction but then after that you've got to go to some pretty deep 
moments in your life and you've got to dig pretty deep. Can you give us maybe an insight into your thought process around that time? 21, number of heart attacks, a heart condition, your dad as well and the mm-hmm. issues that that raised. What are some of the things that you, as a man, as a, as a person, as a character, what did you rely on? How did you... You know, we talk about resilience a lot and it's a term that kind of sits up here and we don't always mm. boil it down to its base level. How did you overcome two big things where one of them would have been yeah. <laughs> hellishly difficult to deal with, then two within a space less than two years? Yeah. What helped you? What did you do? You know, what was your character like in those moments? The, yeah, I think the character was probably... Um, my best friend, like okay. he, you know, my character. Talking about a third person, my no, no, I, yeah, I get it. Yeah. Absolutely got me through that. Yeah. Um, to talk about dark places that you go to, I felt like I went to them all. Yeah, yeah. Um, you get got to the bottom of every pit. You didn't know where it was, what what was next. Right, that was the 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 problem until I actually started the company. Um, officially, I there was sleepless nights. Right, there yeah. was, it was terrible. Yeah. It, it was truly incredibly challenging and um i've not really spoken like this previously but if i had to compare it to my dad's passing away completely different levels of grief but probably not far apart right because i was dealing with something that affected me directly yeah i didn't know when my time was up i Mm. didn't know if this was going to be something that would impact that so um People say, oh, it would have been a lot easier if you had to deal with your dad so you could know how to deal with this. Mm-hmm. So I was like dealing with two different beasts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, walking into a dark corridor and not knowing what's mm-hmm. the end of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, you, you know, you talk about dark places, you, you go there and, and you're resilient. And, and I was so determined to not let myself get to where my dad did mentally. Okay. Yep. That speaking about it was huge for me. Yeah. Um, and really, it, it just came down to me saying, all right, well, why don't I actually practice what me and my dad preached with me yep. with my work ethic yep. and, and go from there. Um, so just constantly trying to redirect negative thoughts to positive ones yep. is the biggest um, thing. Um, but, you know, it's something that I equally found really tough was, is like, you know, you, you, if you walked past me three years ago, I only mm. said you played football. Yeah. A complete identity change. Yeah, of course. From yeah, my that's whole hard life. To, yeah, yeah. Um, I'd grown up thinking I was the despite being a left back, <laughs> I think I was a Ronaldo, right? Yeah, like yeah. you walk around, people know I played football yeah. um, and I really liked that. It's part I, of you your know, persona. Cool, and yeah, you know? yeah. I was, I was, you know, I was, I was a young bloke, I was yeah. giving football a go, I was just on the brink of getting involved with the National League and it was great, it was a yeah. cool feeling and then to say, well, that's actually not me anymore. Yeah. So, so what's in you is he going to look yeah. like? Yeah. What didn't I like about the old one? Yeah. And what can I keep and watch attributes work? Yeah. But what do I need to get rid of? Yeah. So it was almost like a bit of a restructure, yeah. and yeah. I needed to make specific things redundant in my old in my old life yeah. to make sure my new one was better. Yeah. So yeah. coming to grips with my identity and, and realizing who I was to who I wanted to be, which I understood with the time and the lonely nights and yeah. the you know the dark places is when you start asking yeah. yourself those questions. Yeah. But yeah. To make sure that new person, I guess, was was a happy one and, yeah. and a positive one was yeah. the main point. Yeah. And the, the openness and the honesty that you're willing to talk about that, I think, is inspiring. It really is to, to let people know who may be going through similar things that, mm. you know, you're going to go to some tough places and it's your character 
that you called it your best friend, but you know whatever you want to call it, yeah. that's the thing that yeah. you know you've got a bit of control over when everything else seems. Yeah, it's controlling you, yeah. but that's uh, and, and the way you've talked about almost deconstructing your identity and and, yeah. and building a new one is yeah. is not a lot of people can verbalize that and mm. can talk about the process. So I think that's hopefully you know you guys listening to this now you can you can take a little bit of something from that. I yeah I actually remember it so distinctly. I went and got an eleven dollar um, whiteboard from Kmart and just wrote down. What did work? Yeah. What didn't work? Yeah. Um, and yeah, and and that that was a deciding point. I I'll, I'll never forget what that whiteboard looks like, and I'll yeah. never forget the self assessment that I had to make yeah. Yeah. on myself to know that if I'm gonna go again and yeah. and and get yeah. on from here, this is what needs to change. Yeah. So. yeah, like I said, it's amazing to have part of your attitude, you know, built like that. Mm. Whether you were, whether you made it or you were born like that, I don't know. But made it to, born like that, yeah, encourage yeah. it, growing up with that, and. Yeah. And you know, a massive part of that aspect is was was you know created here yeah. at Westlake, yeah. and I and I say that in all honesty yeah. and in all truthfulness, and mm. and you know, like I said, it's been a big part of it. So. Yeah, good. And do you do you look back on some of these times now? Do you feel that there have been a significant driver in you wanting to grow a company so successfully, and maybe you know working that little bit harder? Do you feel like you've got a sort of some reserves to draw on now, where you go, hey? You know, a bad day at work. Yeah, it's not. You know, um, it's not the baddest, the worst day I've had. So, do how does that kind of motivate you and inspire you? And what's your thought process around? I I business? always I think for me as I've grown up in the last few years, I've probably I realised that maybe I do think a little bit differently yeah. to people my age. Yeah. Um, and and I can realise where there's a couple unique um, attributes for myself, but it wasn't actually until other people relayed that to me yes. I was like oh yeah. actually that is a bit different yeah. I remember we had a couple of big blows at work um, within the company and I said to one of my mentors I said oh you know this is it but you know we just got to go again mm. he said I want you to do this and then I went home and I did it and yeah. and implemented that exact kind of advice really yeah. the next morning and he was yeah. like you bounce back a bit differently to yeah. most and, yeah. and your reaction um is at a rapid speed and I yeah. was like okay well yeah that's yeah. that's probably my big point there yeah. and, and that that's probably the the big aspects really I think the reaction um, yeah. to an action yeah but can you be proactive and do one before you need yeah. a reaction yeah and obviously you're a leader now you, you're someone who has a significant leadership role and you have to lead people older than you younger than you all these different walks of life what are some of the leadership traits or qualities that you want to be known for that you feel you bring to the table in those discussions that you have with people or motivating yeah. people how do you what kind of a leader I suppose do you want to be or do you want to be known for um, see that's another another interesting question because I don't necessarily feel like I'm, I'm where I want to be as a leader I'm, I'm yeah. learning every day yeah. right so yeah. I'm still finding out who I am yeah. and, and what yeah. kind of leader I am yeah. but I think if I could fast forward 10 years time I'd want to be known as um or I think what's important for me and what's important for my company is that the standard that I started the company with yeah. and the um, level of operation I started it with and, and have got it to where it is today is maintained yeah. from top to bottom. That's yeah. from on site yeah. to whoever might come and take over my yeah. role. Yeah. Um, 
so probably coming into work maybe not loving their boss me yep. it's not so much but knowing that they are actually becoming the best version of themselves yep. yep. I would prefer to be known as yep. rather than oh that really great boss but I'm just coasting and being yep. complacent here yep. in life so yep. yeah yep. so that thought of consistent growth consistent you know, growth massive accountability yep. um, and knowing exactly what I expect because yep. I know what I expect of myself and yep. I expect everyone to expect yep. the same so yep. So and we're we're just we're gonna we'll we'll wrap this up in a moment. A couple more questions, I suppose. So you've got your ninety six employees. I'm gonna give you number ninety seven. He's gonna be a Westlake boy. He comes to the interview. What do you look for? What would you want in someone who? And it doesn't have to be specific to your trade or whatever. Yeah. But what would you say? Like he's my guy. He's got it. So well, first, if he's coming in, he's from his number ninety seven. He's from Westlake. I'll get up and give him a hug. <laughs> And so you've got the job. Um, but no, look, what I look for is um, just someone who's enthusiastic, right? Yeah. Someone who who actually looks like they want to be there yeah. and makes me feel that. They could come in and not be able to write one sentence mm-hmm. or tell me what one plus one is. But yeah. if they are eager to learn and they are hungry, um, then I want them. Yeah. Yeah. I want yeah. them on board. Yeah. Um, it's funny actually our general manager did two weeks of labouring for us prop right. before he actually yep. got in that yep. role so now yep. he's actually now a shareholder within right. the company yep. so we've had um, you know I, yeah I'm not looking for a oh if they're academics and they've got that they're yep. great but yep. there's, there's no prerequisite apart from work ethic yep. and enthusiasm yep. so I'm a big fan of talent will get you so far right yep. and then, then your work rate and things will get you the rest so yep. Brilliant. I'd look for the second ones yeah great <laughs> And I think I was probably going to, the, the next question was going to be, what <laughs> advice would you give to a young aspiring Westlager? But I think the fact that you've just said, you know, talent only gets you so far. It's about hard work. It's about attitude. I don't think we could package a message up any better than that. And yeah. I'm, um, I'm so thankful we did this. It's been 30, 32, 33 minutes. But I think for anyone listening, that's a little bit of gold dust that they can they can really take on board. The messages are so strong, the, the honesty and the relatability um, for me is, is really inspiring. And I know that you've said a lot about what you know Westlake's done for you. I think what you've done for us and what you're gonna go on to do for us and the way you've spoken about us is equally, if not more um, impressive and more important. So thanks I really appreciate it. I think you know I think from my end and, and especially where I am today looking back I think it's so important to to never forget about the the important organizations people and yeah. and, and help that you've had along the way and, yeah. and I think this is probably in my top three with yeah. boys so yeah. that will be something I'll never forget thank you thank you uh, thank you yeah and it is about people and we've got a great one here that you've just heard from so we'll um we hope that you enjoy this. We really hope that you've taken the time to listen to it. And if you're a parent, you know, it's a great way to, to, to inspire and motivate your boys. If you are a student, you know, this is a living example of someone who's not too much older than you, who's taken a great attitude and work ethic and made it into something really big, really special. So Izzy, thank you very much. Yeah, it's me. been great to spend some time with you and we look forward to seeing your journey unfold yeah, in, a, in an upward way. So thank you very much. And, um, Yep, that's all from us. Thank you. Cheers, mate.